Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Thursday, April 30th. My name is Richard Woolley, Distressed Debt and Restructuring Editor in Reorg's London office. And today I'm going to be speaking to some of our analysts about Spanish gaming group Cadera and spandex maker Lycra. First though, I'm going to quickly catch up with Shweta Rao. Shweta is in charge of our Covenants product here in Europe and she's going to spend a minute just bringing us up to date on Merlin Entertainment's latest bond issue. So Merlin launched and priced a 500 million euro senior secured note with a 7% coupon last Friday. It actually upsized the issue having initially offered 400 million euros, but there was still a bit of scepticism in the wider market about the group. Shweta, why is that? Merlin has been severely impacted by social distancing measures around the globe, and there is no timeline in sight as to the end of the lockdown. Nonetheless, investors thirsty for new issues picked its bonds up and it was upsized by 100 million euros. From the Covenant's perspective, Malin's bonds are striking. Last year, Malin's senior note Covenant's made news because they were ultra-aggressive. The new bond contains all the same flexibilities. In other words, the bond Covenant's have not been tightened in any way even despite the crisis. These new 2025s have also made news. They contain a new redemption option not seen before in European high yield. Under this redemption option, within 120 days of the issue, Merlin can purchase 40% of the new 2025 notes using proceeds of any facilities that may be obtained pursuant to COVID-19 government regulations, with the redemption price being 103.5%. Shweta hosts our weekly Covenant Conversations podcast every Tuesday alongside Peter Washkowitz in the US. The Covenant Conversations are available on all the same channels as our other podcasts and webinars going to turn to Kadera now. I spoke to legal analyst Shan Qureshi earlier today about the issues facing the group. Shan, we published news this morning that a group of Kadera's bondholders had hired PJT partners for upcoming debt talks and that the company was working with lawyers from Millbank. What's the background to this? So the Spanish gaming company is currently in a 30-day grace period under its senior secured notes having missed an interest payment due today. Now, if this default is not waived or cured, 25% of note holders could accelerate and potentially enforce on the security on the notes. Now, the group has said that it needs uh, it has a new money need of around 100 million euros to improve its liquidity. We've looked at the offer- offering memorandum and the restrictions on indebtedness, and we all calculates that the company has headroom of about 105 million euros under its 200 million euro super senior credit facility and surety bond facility basket. And that's after deducting its uh, 95 million euro committed RCF. Okay, so it looks like the group has capacity at least to improve liquidity. Is it as simple as that or are there some other issues here? Well, yes, having capacity to incur debt is one thing, but being able to find lenders willing to lend at an attractive rate may prove more difficult. The new money could be provided by the company's banks as a revolver, or by its bondholders, or even by its existing shareholders. Uh, Previous lenders Silverpoint, M&G and Abraham became some of the company's biggest shareholders after the company's 2016 restructuring. Investment banks Credit Suisse and Bank of America Merrill Lynch are assisting Codera in its efforts to raise 100 million euros to improve its liquidity, uh, according to Rio sources. New lenders are likely to want to seek to rank ahead of the senior secured notes and use the super senior capacity. 
Further, the group could attempt to secure the lending on non-collateral assets in order to achieve further protection. A further issue is the maturity rule of November last next year, when Kadera's 95 million euro committed facility and its 500 million euro 6.75% and 300 million dollar 7.625, that's the senior secure notes, all mature. So there's both the interest payment or liquidity issue and also the maturity wall of the notes and the RCF. The notes themselves and the RCF will need to be either repaid or refinanced once that maturity date comes. And uh, how could the group look to address the interest payment issue? So the group could introduce a payment a mechanism under the SSNs, the Senior Secured Notes, to waive the interest payment due today and instead make it pay payable at a much, much later date. Uh, this date could be once the restrictions relating to COVID-19 have been lifted and the group is able to function and essentially generate cash flow. This single miss uh, interest payment of April could be added to the principal, sort of picked or paid at a later date agreed by the parties. I'd say that this was the least intrusive amendment to the senior secure notes. Alternatively, a new pick or payment in kind mechanism could be created to allow all interest payments due on the senior secure notes to be picked until the occurrence of a certain event, be that event the lifting of restrictions or the group's ability to be able to pay the interest. A pay if you can mechanism, if you will, could be introduced and that could give the group the, the flexibility it needs. Okay, and how could the group go about implementing these kinds of amendments? In terms of implementation, well, if the group can get 90% of its note holders to consent, then both the interest payment issue and the bond maturity issue could be addressed together. Failing that, and 90% is quite a high hurdle, the group could use an English law scheme arrangement to implement both. There are lots of precedents of English law schemes being used to amend the terms of notes. Codera itself used a scheme back in 2015 to implement a debt for equity swap. Schemes of arrangement require the approval of 75% by value and 50% by number of creditors in each class to be effective. This threshold is obviously lower than the 90% laid out in the Senior Secured Notes documentation. And you have to remember that a successful scheme would bind even dissenting creditors if it passed. The two-step court process would involve creditors with the same legal rights against the group voting in the same class. Now, there's numerous precedents for non-English companies using schemes of arrangement. The company could ensure that the English court was able to take jurisdiction by, for example, amending the governing law of its notes, for which it needs only majority consent of note holders, or moving its Comey to the UK. In terms of wider application, uh, the group could then, following the scheme which has been successfully sanctioned, apply for a Chapter 15 recognition in the US. I also caught up with financial analyst Ben Kovachka, who's been looking at Lycra in detail since late last year. Hi, Ben. You and I have talked about Lycra on previous podcasts. What's the latest? Hi, Richard. Yes, so this is the perfect timing to discuss Lycra, as the Spandex producer is facing a $33 million coupon payment on its 2023 and 2025 notes tomorrow, May 1st. Lycra's liquidity stood around $61 million as of 2019 end, and this is given $88 million of cash and $3 million of availability on the group's RCF, and roughly $30 million operating cash balance need. Importantly, the group paid $10 million for the group's Taiwanese business acquisition in January and was previously guiding around $50 million of cash out due to capex and taxes in 2020. Granted, the latter two items would likely have reduced as the company would try to push out non-committed capex as far out as possible and taxes would have fallen too, but the liquidity of the company appears tight, especially if the coupon payment is made. 
Um, so this is all in the context of uh, the impact of COVID-19 on Lycar's operation and the markets, and that is a whole another discussion. Now, all of this uh, is before even considering 53 million promissory note amortization in July. Given the options available under the bond documentation, our base case thinking before the COVID-19 pandemic was that this will be extended, but there will be value leakage from the bonds to Coke Industries. However, terming out the promissory note without seeking to extract further value from the group is more possible now than before, given what's happening around the world. We also understand that Lycra's bondholder ad hoc group advised by Millbank is close to hiring an FA. In the context of capital need and several near-term triggers, um, I think all of this makes sense and is expected. Okay, and have there been any developments on the mezzanine loan side? So nothing of significance recently, and the hands of the mezzanine lenders continue to be tied, really. Any enforcement would trigger a change of control put, handing control of the situation to the bondholders, which is where the value breaks. Now, while there was a possibility that the mez lenders could have struck a deal with a strategic um, investor for the purchase of the shares um, before, the high implied valuation of such a deal, given the COC on the bonds, always made it unlikely. Now, given COVID-19, the chance of this is reduced even further. Um, I mean, we continue to expect the situation to play out at the bond level. Now, all of these situations are obviously still developing and you can keep up to date with the news as it breaks on reorg.com. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another Reorg Europe podcast. But until then, stay safe and thank you very much for listening.